Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Rusty Quill presents... Hey everyone, Alex Italanda here. This will be a shorter intro. If you want the full one, check out the first part of the Behind the Ostium series, which I highly recommend if you want to do this in order. And if you enjoyed the first episode and would like access to the whole series, you can do that on the Ostium Network Patreon at patreon.com slash ostiumpodcast. At the $5 tier, you can get access to the 40-plus episodes of the Behind the Ostium series, plus ad-free episodes of the Ostium Network shows, and a whole bunch of bonus material. So let's get started with the next episode of Behind the Ostium, where I sit down with Dwayne Farver of the Manifestations podcast and a big fan of the show, and we talk about the ins and outs of our favorite show, the Ostium Podcast. All right, so now we're going to move on to the next part, giving some examples of good world building. Obviously, I gave one just then, uh, but I wanted to go here where I I did a little research for world building on Wikipedia and just read off their breakdown that they had for world building. um, So I'm just going to read it off. Um, Despite requiring considerable work to develop enough detail for a setting to be useful, not every aspect of a setting can be explored, and instead an approach called inferred world building is often used. Inferred world building is when the author provides enough detail about the various parts of a setting that readers can extrapolate on what is written to come to their own conclusions regarding specific details that weren't provided. This is especially useful for role-playing game settings as individual games will require certain details to be created on a case-by-case basis for the RPG story to function. So there you have um, inferred world building. I mean, I guess you've, had, you've seen a bit of that in your, your D&D times, right? As an example. Def- definitely. We, we've done a lot of on-the-fly type of stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I can tell you the story that I, I shared with you about the night at the campfire. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, go ahead. Um, where, sure, it was just a, a night of friends around a campfire, not, no goals to play any kind of RPG or anything. And um, most of us there hadn't even played. Um, so one of them, I forget how the topic came up, but one of them asked, so how do you play D&D? So we we just got talking about different RPGs, you know, there was no dice available, no character sheets, anything like or anything like that, but they wanted to play. So I just started to DM a scenario and I said, all right, we don't need character sheets because you're you, you have the skills you have. Um, We're not going to be dealing, you know, with a fantasy setting or anything like that. 
Um, but I was reading Larry Niven's Ringworld at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I just started building in some of these, you know, I, I told them, all right, it's tomorrow morning you wake up, we're, we're still at the campfire, but I'm missing. I'm not here. What do you do? So it was them going around trying to find me. Am I in, you know, the nearby house, you know, things like that. And then they sort of realize that they're being followed by these black hat type characters <laughs> in these piece of junk cars. I, I, there was just a, you know, on the fly type of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, long story, long story short, they get transported to a ring world type setting oh, cool. and they find out that's, they find out that's where I'm actually from, that I'm an alien from this, this ring world. Um, but but yeah, I mean we we played it probably three or four more times before um, either they got all right. Well, all right, now we know what it's like to play an RPG and we're done, or uh, or the story got I got too weird for them. I, I'm not sure, but but yeah, everybody enjoyed it. Um, we still talk about it. Was this done? I mean, were you actually like just making up on the fly here, or was it uh, were you writing stuff down? It was or no. No writing down. It was just more. It was just more group storytelling. Um, you know, they. I, I would give them a scenario, and they would tell me what they were doing. And if they needed to interact with each other, they were just interacting as themselves. So it wasn't like they were, had to okay. play a character. And and some, which is good, because then it takes off any pressure with that too. Right, right. Um, some of them had tried to to play D anD D with us. You know, like as a uh, a wizard or, or something like right, that. And right. mm-hmm. that's where I think they had the problems um, was to, to actually stay in character. It sounds like a kind of a cool change from, um, from telling, you know, scary stories around the campfire and being scared after it this way, you just have a lot of fun and then you can go to bed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There, well, I don't know. I did get kind of weird there with the, the black hat type characters. Um, they were <laughs> right. showing up at, at, at the, the most inopportune times for them. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I mean, I, I used like one of the most, it was like a Reliant K car. I don't know where that even came from, but I, I still remember <laughs> that. Um, just cause we had a lot of them in town, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there was, there was just a lot of, they would throw something at me and I'd have to come up with on the fly. Okay. What, what do we do? What's the reaction? You know, what, how is the scenario going to unfold from here? And they did a lot of very unexpected things. And I'm like, you can't That's do that. Cool. Yeah. It's almost like, a, I, but, like I, the, but I, but I could, I couldn't say that out loud. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like the writing exercise you can do where you, you, know, you start something off and then you have the other person continue the story and then they throw it back and you continue it off. And, but it sounds very fun just doing it around a group of people on the fly like that. And just not knowing where it's going to go like a bizarre telephone game. <laughs> But more interesting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you've got some examples, right, of uh, some good world building series, you know? Yeah, you had asked me to try to find some some series that did really good with mm-hmm. world building. So like Lord of the Rings. Um, right. Yeah, he created languages <laughs> for the characters, for the races. <laughs> Spent and the, 50 years um, doing her- it. <laughs> true, true. Um, and it shows. Um, and Harry Potter, um, it's a really fleshed out world. Um, I tend to ignore the recent oh, Go real quick back to, um, um, Lord of the Rings. I didn't want to just mention to, I remember hearing, sure. um, one of the reasons he spent so much time on Lord of the Rings and, and developing the language and the world and all this was because he wanted to fill in, um, a kind of mythology that he felt Britain didn't have compared to Greece and Rome and other countries and, and cultures around the world. So in his mind, as he was creating this, you know, while he wasn't lecturing as a professor, 
it was in his mind he was creating a British mythology that he felt didn't exist, and that's what he was doing. That make, that makes a lot of sense. Um, even though I would I would question that there is a yeah pretty deep British mythology, but well, and again, he kind of pulled a little bit of that where a lot of the wording in Lord of the Rings is Old English. Mm-hmm. The um, the connection de- definitely shows. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so yeah, so yeah, the the especially with the the map too, because whenever mm-hmm. I see when I'm watching one of the movies and I see the map, it's it's not really the shape of England, but it's very close. Mm-hmm. Um, there there are definitely certain things on there that remind me of you know, and it's obviously bigger, but. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at MintMobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. plushcare.com slash weightloss. There's also the, um, which I admit to playing, the Lord of the Rings um, MMORPG online too. That's really fun too, where because it's a MMO, it's going to be a ton of people playing it, um, a lot of activities. So you do have the main kind of quest line of what happens in the story where, and you don't actually play any of those characters. You make up your own characters separate and everything, um, but you can kind of follow them along and, and you get cutscenes and things like that, everything going on there. But at the same time, because you're building up your character and leveling up, they, they, because they did all the full research into all the books and the history and lore and all that, and filled in all the other towns and stuff around the world as best they could. And it's fun because it's like a place way to the North called Forshell. It's all like this frozen, feels like Iceland or, or distant Finland, like the Arctic North or whatever, and has its own. And they have like a almost um, Inuit or, or Suomi type, you know, native people there and everything to it. It's just really, they had a, obviously with their world building that they did there, going off of what they could with the text, they had a lot of fun. And I really enjoy it. So another one you mentioned was uh, Harry Potter, right? That's another good one. Yeah, I mean, she, she did a really good job... Um creating the wizarding world there there are definite laws and and things that you can you you know what you can expect and what you what right. you shouldn't expect um in her writing and it's good because otherwise it gets it's otherwise it becomes a boring series of him just doing the same thing year on year out through school and fitting that same you know thing going on over and over again and it could feel very repetitive so she added more to the world and of the muggle world as well as the magical world to to bring more complexity to it. And it was pretty, pretty regularly um, fed out uh, as the stories mm -hmm. went on. You know, it wasn't like you read the first book and you knew everything. No, not at you read all. The second book and you knew everything, but it was, it was given the information was given to us as we needed it. And in a good pace, I thought. And I'd say even it's because uh, as they were getting older and growing up, they were being allowed to do more things, be more, um, apparent in the world to be able to do different things they would then be able to experience that and then you got more in each book because of that um, the one that comes off the top of my head is the whatever the little town that they can go to once they're old enough I can't remember if they need to be second or third years for that or whatever it was um, but again being able to do stuff in the, the muggle world too and being able to do certain bits of magic and things like that as they grow older which is a, a great device to one grow your character and make them more interesting but also expose the reader to more of your world as you develop it. My one critique, though, is that there's no cost for using magic ever. <laughs> you could, you know, <laughs> make up a magic a dragon or whatever you want, and it doesn't take any toll, which is my one complaint. <laughs> I I had thought about that as someone who played um, mm -hmm. you know, Dungeons & Dragons. I was like, where, where, where are their spell points? <laughs> um, Aren't they tired? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, the... Just never, and, and I can, I can, I don't want to, if no one's ever read the stories, I don't want to spoil well, anything, but. I think it's a bit late you know, now, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, um, it's, it's pretty obvious why Dumbledore was a powerful wizard now with innate ability plus, you know, with right. the, yeah. the, the wand, but there was just a lot of really powerful <laughs> magic yeah. that was going on all and the that, time. That, and that even, uh, yeah basic one first year kid could do technically if they got it right 
Well, that's true. Hermione was uh, doing magic above her grade from the beginning. Right. Um, so, um, and, and to, if we we're ready to move on. Yeah, I don't think we need to, we sure. don't need to deconstruct Harry Potter, but it was a very good example of, <laughs> of, of, and I don't even know, I mean, I've never read anything about J.K. Rowling or anything like that with her history of how much she might have read or experienced um, world building and fantasy and sci-fi and things like that. But for, for what started off, I think, is a simple story about a boy under a cupboard and you know, living in a cupboard that discovered a magical world. Um, she did an incredible job just developing and growing it into a seven book series that you know, change the world. Exactly. I mean, I don't think she had ever, I think I remember reading that she didn't think it was going to be this big. Mm -hmm. I I know when I was uh, the, one of the bookstores I used to work for Copperfields, I worked for them a couple of times. And I remember they were talking about when it was the second one, Chamber of Secrets, I think came out and she did a signing at one of the stores here in Santa Rosa and it was, you know, average, not that many people, whatever. And then I think it was either the third or fourth book that it was like, oh, all of a sudden it's exploding and crazy. And, and I've worked, I worked for Borders. I did one book, five, I think it was, with Copperfields, um, where it was a crazy release party. And then I did book six and seven with Borders with them. And, I mean, I remember one of them where it was literally like our store was just a, like we were sardines in a can. It was just like people <laughs> everywhere. I was dressed up as Mad-Eyed Moody, hobbling around. Um <laughs> And I could barely move. And then we had the unveiling at midnight and all the things. And we were like in the center of the store with all the books. And it like was kind of scary. Just like how like crowd mentality and all this <laughs> stuff. And they were hungry for it and all this stuff. You know, and I feel like it's it's sad in a way because I, I don't think there's ever going to be anything like that again. It was truly unique, you know, for what it did to the world with reading and books. I think it was really great how it was geared towards children. Mm-hmm. But it really has a broad audience. Yeah. Um, like uh, I like the comedian Paula Poundstone, and mm -hmm. she she when she was on the road, she would call her kids at home and read them Harry Potter over the phone while mm -hmm. while she was on the road. Um, so so yeah, my my partner from listening to Paula Poundstone tell that he's like. Well, you like it. And I'm like, yeah, he he didn't think he would like it. So I I got the books on on audio. Oh, mm -hmm. Yeah, and he's he's got an hour drive to and from work every oh, day, perfect. and and he's he's listened to the books more times than I have now. So, <laughs> and it's made um, the drive sure, go much faster, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm sure we'd do very well at trivia. <laughs> oh, and I know there's uh, there's uh, plenty of people too that have very strong allegiances to the audiobooks over the reading the actual books too they're, they're they love the reader and they're dedicated to him i found the stephen fry mm -hmm. version i liked that that was really good i think they, yeah it was, the, it was a different reader they had the first time around that they were really into i think a lot of people um uh, i was just thinking there is a what is it oh um is it potterless is that what it's called the podcast yeah yes have you done have you, have you listened to that i i haven't <laughs> but i i i i've Every once in a while, I'll catch a tweet or two yeah. by them, mm -hmm. and um, I, I did see the one where he finished the the story because I, I guess the person doing it hadn't read. Yeah, it's through. um, Trevor, I can see his face because I met him at PodCon. He was at that Paul Bay uh, um, meet and greet, um, but that he's with uh, what are they called? Uh, multi. 
Multitude, that's the name of the company. Multitude, yeah. yeah, the group. Um, but uh, yeah, and it started as an idea of, well, I'm finally going to start reading this Harry Potter series, and I'm going to do a podcast about it as I experience it and things like that. And it's become a hugely popular podcast. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. 